0: Was 2020 the best year ever or the worst year ever? Well, that obviously depends on your perception. It depends on how you interpret and the meaning that you assign to the events and the circumstances that took place during 2020. It also depends on what you compare it to and what judgment you make based on those comparisons and on your prior experiences Or your expectations but bottom line is it boils down to how you choose to interpret and perceive the events that took place last year and that for some of us might still be taking place so today as I was contemplating that fact and as I was thinking about last year and how quickly this year seems to be just chugging along I thought it might be nice to have a conversation about perception what it is how we can use it to our favor, and how we can use it as a tool to help lead our families. Is your family ready for whatever comes next? As we watch our realities transform almost overnight, parents, teachers, and significant adults wonder, are our kids really ready for this new world? How can we be sure they have all the tools they need? How can we inspire, encourage, and empower them to create secure futures in an uncertain world? How can we help them design better tomorrows? Those are the questions, and this podcast explores the answers. I'm Marcia Amaro and welcome to Sincerely Speaking. So there's this acronym that people use with a very different meaning out in the, at least in the United States, and it's PDA. And typically when uh, when people hear the acronym PDA, they think of public displays of affection. And that is the meaning that is assigned in the community. But I have attributed a different meaning to that acronym. For me, PDA stands for perception, decision, and action. See, I teach my daughters and all the teenagers I have the privilege of working with and all the parents that I work with that the whole of life can be boiled down to those three things, perception decision, an action. When you are faced with a situation, when circumstances are placed in front of you like a deck of cards, you interpret those circumstances and you decide how you're going to perceive them. So that perception is what colors whatever you're living through, whatever is going on around you as positive, negative, or neutral. Your perception, what you choose to interpret the set of circumstances and experiences as, is going to give a meaning and a definition to the experiences that you're facing. Now, based on that perception, that interpretation that you give to things, you're going to make certain decisions. See, if you interpret, if your perception of the circumstances is that they are so dire that there is no way out, your decisions are going to reflect that meaning that you're attaching to the situation. If your perception, however, is that the circumstances are opening up new opportunities that you didn't have before, then the decisions that you make are also going to be in keeping with that interpretation or that framing that you made in that perception. And then based on those decisions, you're going to take some actions. You don't act without a decision-making process, whether it's conscious or not. So the decisions that you make are going to either propel certain actions or keep you from taking certain actions. So if you look at the overall of your experience, the sum of our lives can be defined by our perceptions, our decisions, and the actions that we take based on them. And if you look at um, however old you are, 20, 30, 50, whatever, it is the sum of a number of decisions that you have made and the actions that you've taken as a result. And again, all those come from the perceptions of what you have, um, the interpretation, I'm sorry, that you have made, which led to a perception that you acted upon. So I believe that if we can really understand this concept of PDA, perception, decision, and action, and use it to help the young people in our lives, and to help ourselves make decisions in a more informed way, then our actions will yield better results that are more conducive to what we want to accomplish in life. See, I really believe that part of the problem we have in our society nowadays, especially in the United States, is this notion or this idea that we are only accountable for or responsible for certain things. Now, please understand what I am going to say next is not negate the fact that some of us have to live with and face certain things that are unfair, that are thrusted upon us, that we didn't choose, that we didn't pick, and that might not seem fair at first, right? So I'm not denying that part. I'm not denying that some of us have had uh, an easier time of certain things and that some of us might have had a harder time of others. I'm not denying that some people have harsher experiences than than others. And I'm not denying that there are circumstances that might seem outside of our control or that might actually be outside of our control. What I am about to say, though, is this regardless of the origin of the circumstances, regardless of what you might be facing right now or what you might have faced in the past or what you might face in the future, the worst posture we can assume in in facing our day-to-day life is the posture of the victim who has no control over their circumstances. The more we can understand That regardless of where the circumstances came from or what has transpired, we still have a choice and a responsibility in how we respond to those circumstances. The more we can step out of that victim mentality and step into power and authority and leadership and control and feeling like whatever happens, we can do something. To step outside of it we will stop feeling stuck we will stop feeling again like victims or like we don't have control over certain things when we understand that we always have the opportunity to um, assign a different perception and a different meaning to make different decisions which lead to different actions. So as we advance in this conversation, I wanted to keep that, keep that in mind. As Jim Rohn used to say, you can't control the wind, but you can't adjust the sail. So the wind will blow and it will blow however it wants to and you can't control the wind. But if you know how to adjust the sail, if you take the time to move the sail in different ways, you can use the wind to take you wherever you want to go. So it's the same thing with those circumstances or those situations that we might face that are outside of our immediate control, but that are in the end subject to our perception and decision and our action. Now, if you can agree with that, then we can move forward and talk a little bit about how we can use this. So, I always talk or or one of the things that I talk about a lot is the need, the importance of being really aware and really conscious of our self-talk, how we talk to ourselves in our inner minds, our conversations with others, and the things that we allow to uh, take hold of and be processed in our minds. When we talk about perception, we need to understand that that is always, always going to be the first step is that awareness of what are we assigning, what meaning are we assigning to the things that are going on around us. See, for instance, someone who has just been fired from a job after 20 years of being in that job can assign that circumstance the meaning or the perception that their life is over, that they don't know what else to do, that they are not good at anything else, and that they will eventually effectively starve and not be able to provide for their families. Someone else might take that same circumstance and say, you know what, I've been thinking about leaving or I've been considering exploring other things and this just opened up a whole world of possibilities for me. So one person might look at that circumstance and be completely destroyed and devastated by it, while the other one will see opportunity in it. And the very first thing we need to do is become aware of what immediate meaning we're assigning to the circumstances around us. And of course, there are things that are going to be more automatic that we're not going to have a chance to or an opportunity to sit down and process all these things. But whenever possible, whenever you have a second to stop and ask yourself, okay, what meaning am I assigning to this? How am I seeing this event, this circumstance, this opportunity, or whatever is going on, then you can start reframing, or shifting, changing the language that you use, the way you exhibit it, the way you approach it. For instance, let's go back to what were we, my questions at the beginning of the introduction: Was two thousand twenty the best year ever, or the worst year ever? Well, for some people, I know a lot of people lost family members. I know a lot of people lost jobs. I know a lot of people had really difficult situations and circumstances that they were going through. I know the isolation and the loneliness really was damaging to a lot of people, but for most of us, could we have stopped for a minute and just think what good is in all of this? What can I take from this that is positive and that I can focus on? And for most of us, we probably would be able to find not just one, but several things that were positive, like maybe spending more time with family members that you were not able to spend time with before, maybe taking some time to educate yourself in things that you didn't have the time for before, maybe working on your health, your body, on working out more, on being more present with your family, maybe taking that opportunity of losing the job to retrain yourself and to pursue a dream that you didn't think you could pursue before. So there is usually, 99.9% of the time, something that you can look for within the situation that you can focus on, and use to reframe the circumstance and give it a different meaning. And if we can start teaching and modeling for the young people in our lives how to do this, their lives will be all the better for it. Because see, here's what happens. If in the midst of a situation, and I will give you another example. When I was 13, my dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness, right? And we knew that he could die at any minute. He ended up living another 20 years, but that's a story for a different time. Um, But at the time, it felt the immediate response in my body, the immediate perception was, our life is over. Our dad was the sole provider. We didn't have any other source of income. And I was really terrified that we weren't going to be able to survive, but even at that young age, for whatever reason, I was able to stop and reframe and think, okay, wait a minute. I have two younger siblings. I do have two older brothers, um, but male people at the time that I grew up in my family, they had a different job. Let's just put it that way. So I stopped and I thought, okay, I can either sit here and wait for the, sh- the other shoe to drop and wait for everything to just collapse around me and for us to be out in the street. Or I can focus on trying to help my two younger siblings through this process. My baby sister was a newborn. She was a toddler. My other sister was seven at the time, six or seven at the time. So they were really, really young. So I focused all my energy on how I could make their days a little bit better, how I could help them through The circumstances and not feel that my dad was in the hospital, that my mom wasn't around as much, not feel that as heavily as they could have. So I took a situation that was very, very difficult. It didn't stop being difficult, but I was able to look at it as an opportunity to help and support my sisters and my mom instead of focusing on how scared I was. And that changed the types of decisions that I make. So once we start modeling and Acting in a way that teaches young people how to take the circumstances and change the meaning, change the perception, not being unrealistic, not denying the truth of what's going on, but understanding that there's always more than one way to interpret situations, then we can move on to helping them with the second part, which is making better decisions. See, if I had stuck with the perception of this is scary, this is horrible, we're going to starve to death. It's the end of our family. And my decisions would have followed that pattern. I would have decided to not worry about school because what's the point? I would have decided to just probably crawl in bed and be desperate because there was no way out of it. But because I was able to shift my perception at the time, I was able to then make decisions that supported that perception of it's an opportunity for me to help my little sisters, to help my mom, to help my family. And I assumed certain roles. I made certain decisions that supported that perception. And that is true of everybody. And if you think of any situation that you have um, worked your way out of or that you have survived through, you will see that at some point you change the perception. You changed the meaning you were giving to things. And you decided, okay, no, wait, I'm going to use this as an opportunity And then you made decisions based on that, which in turn changed the actions that you were taking. And those yielded then a different result. So, again, it all starts with giving things, circumstances, whatever they might be, a different perception, a different interpretation. And then based on that new interpretation, figuring out what the best decisions might be, which will lead to the most productive actions which in turn will change the circumstances as a whole. I want to sincerely thank you for spending this time with me. I know you have a million things that you could be doing, so I don't take lightly the fact that you have chosen to spend these last 15 minutes with me. I hope you have found value in our conversation. And if you have, I invite you to share this podcast with someone else in your life who might benefit from it. And as always, I also invite you to head on over to marciamaro.com where you will find additional resources, including a free download of my Tough Talks checklist, which will help you transform even the most difficult conversations into spaces that are effective, productive, where everybody feels respected, listened to, and taken into account. Until next time, again, I'm Marcia and I will meet you again here on Sincerely Speaking.